couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics lose their first game at home, 102-100. This is the game that we had circled. Talked about it last game against the Spurs. Denver Nuggets at home going to be a battle, and a battle it was. This was a fun one. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of horrible calls. I'm not one to dwell on missed calls because I do think that they go both ways. Uh, a lot of tough calls down the stretch uh, that did not set the Celtics up for success. But either way, there were a lot of things that the Celtics did to lose this game. We'll dive into all of them. Uh, Going to run today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows. And to get things started, Want to give play of the game to Derek White. And this looked like it was going to be a Kristaps Porzingis game. Uh, but he did basically nothing in the second half. We'll talk about him. I still think he had a good overall game. Uh, but Derek White in this one really carried the team. Uh, especially in the third quarter when the Denver Nuggets were making a run. We were outscored 26-21. We only scored 21 points in that third quarter. And Derek White had 13 of them. Uh, so really good overall quarter for him. But Derek White hit a couple big shots. Monster three from Porzingis to make it 95-94 uh, mid-fourth. That was after Denver took a, a big lead. Uh, well, not a big lead, but had a big run that gave them a five four-point lead. So Derek White hits a big shot, had a big offensive rebound. He's doing the right things, right? When you look at this team as a whole, there were two guys that shot pretty well from beyond the arc, and it was him and Porzingis, but Porzingis was only 3 of 5. Derek White in this game, 5 of 12. Overall, Derek White was doing a little bit of everything. Uh, Also tied for team lead with assists, uh, but team high in points. Overall, shot fairly well. 50% from the field, 5 of 12 from 3, solid, right? It wasn't enough. Granted, you needed more. Uh, but this wasn't a game where Derek White was the guy that led you down. Jason Tatum, shot selection, horrible. Jalen Brown, shot selection, horrible. We'll talk about both of them in the second half. Uh, but I do want to highlight Kristaps Porzingis here a little bit. 21 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, with a block, a huge block down the stretch on Jokic while down 101-100, to 100, uh, causing the shot clock violation, giving the Celtics the opportunity to take a lead. They squandered it. Aaron Gordon hit a free throw, went up two. Celtics had another chance to tie, weren't able to take advantage. So Jokic set themselves up, put them in a great position to make that winning play. And I wanted them to try and go towards Porzingis for that last shot. They did not. uh, And it ended up costing them. But in that first half, Porzingis was unstoppable, particularly first quarter. He had 15 points in the first quarter alone. He was doing absolutely everything. He had 15 of the team's first 20 points, had, I think, the first, yeah, the the first 11 points total for the Celtics tonight. He was doing everything, uh, and it led to the Celtics shooting well, moving the ball well. Everything looked easy. 
in the first quarter because they were playing through Porzingis a lot. Uh, and it kind of fell apart after that. You know, offensively, second quarter, still solid. Second quarter, honestly, is probably our best quarter overall, uh, especially on the defensive end. But you look as a as a whole, it's tough when you stop going to Porzingis. You know, again, he had 15 points in the first and had 19 points at halftime. So only an additional four in that second quarter. Granted, sat a little bit in that second quarter. Uh, but you didn't really get a whole lot from him the rest of the way. And I think the Celtics needed to go towards that matchup a little bit more than they did. He only took 11 shots in this game. And it was a game that he was on fire to start. So for that to be the case, it's mind-blowingly stupid. It doesn't make sense. Uh, And that's the part that's frustrating about this game. Like, the Celtics built a pretty substantial lead through certain parts of this game. There were three different times where they went on 7-9-0 runs throughout a lot of this game. They built up a 12-point lead just to watch it slip away. And a lot of it stemmed just from bad shots from Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, not doing what they needed to do to make this happen. Uh, But if you look, I mean, even at halftime, the Celtics were shooting well. First quarter, 6 of 12 from 3, with 9 assists on 11 field goals made. Excellent. 10 of 26 from 3 at halftime, with 15 assists on 22 field goals made, with only one turnover, right? So the Celtics really offensively played well. In that second quarter, they fell apart in the in the second half. They scored 61 points in the first half uh, and then go out and score 39 in the second. Like you're not going to you're not going to win basketball games like that. You need to be better down the stretch. And if it weren't for, you know, Derek White stepping up, having a great second half, a great third quarter, like Where would this team have been? Scoring 21 points in the third quarter, 18 points in the fourth. You need to be better than that. And the shooting was just abysmal. Like, that's that's half the reason, right? Like, you look, again, 10 of 26 from three at halftime. They ended the game 14 of 44. So that is four of, what, 18? It's horrible shooting efficiency. They didn't get to the free throw line a lot. 10 of 14 in this one, Porzingis, six of eight. It's just, it's tough. There were points of today's game where the Celtics played really well. I think they they rebounded. Uh, they had, they offensive rebounded pretty well in this one. Uh, but they didn't take advantage of it. Like there was one possession where Al Horford himself, I think, had two or three offensive rebounds. The Celtics had five missed shots in the same possession. One possession, five missed shots. And I know I'm already I'm already talking about negatives here, so excuse me. There's really not a lot of positives to take from it. I think defensively there were, I don't know, good moments, but there wasn't enough. Like you needed to be better on the on the offensive end, and that's where the Celtics fell apart. So with that being said, I feel like again I'm already diving into some of the negatives. I'll just transition here before we dive into the rest of the negatives. Want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. If you're looking to buy or sell in the near future, meet Deb Burke, your trusted realtor at Compass Real Estate, serving Massachusetts and New Hampshire. With a passion for finding dream homes, Deb is committed to making your real estate journey a breeze. Whether you're buying or selling, Deb's got your back. Reach out today at 978-930-4621 or email deb.burke 
at compass.com to start your next chapter. Let's turn your real estate dreams into reality. Are you tired of insurance options that leave you feeling lost in the dark? Look no further than Joe Lyman of Brightway Insurance. Joe goes above and beyond to find the perfect coverage for you. So whether it's homeowners, renters, car, commercial, or even pet insurance, Joe will make sure you're protected where and when it matters most. Contact Joe at joe.lyman at brightwayinsurance.com today and let him brighten your path to peace of mind. So whether you're driving, working out, or just relaxing, make sure to check out Joe Lyman at Brightway Insurance. Brightway Insurance, your beacon in the world of insurance. Hey, Boston Celtics fans, are you ready to experience the thrill of an epic game at the TD Garden? Look no further than SeatGeek, your go-to source for the best Celtics tickets in town. With SeatGeek, finding the perfect seats to catch all the Celtics action has never been easier. From courtside to the nosebleeds, they've got it all, and they've got it at the best prices. Plus, they even rate every deal on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you find the best value. But here's the deal. When you use the special promo code VSN, you'll get an exclusive discount. So why pay more when you can use VSN and save on your Boston Celtics tickets? All right, so we're back. We'll talk some negatives. Before we do, I want to—I I do want to give Al Horford some credit here. I uh, didn't mention him. Six points, ten rebounds, two assists. Defensively, thought he played well. Uh, two of five from three. Listen, he's not going to give you a ton scoring-wise. We know that. I feel like we've been saying that a lot this season. Uh, overall, I thought this was a, a fine game. Defensively, there is not much you can do against Jokic. The guy is just—he's the best player in the world. Right, 34 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists. One assist shy of another triple-double. And it was off insane efficiency, 14 of 22 from the field. So, Jokic is pretty good. He is pretty good. I think Al Horford did everything he could do to make his life a little bit harder. Jokic just hit some ridiculous shots, uh, which is frustrating. But it is what it is. Past the shooting woes that I talked about, the second half, just horrible shooting. There were some bad individual performances in this one. And I got to start with Jalen Brown because this was horrible. Jalen Brown, one of the more efficient scorers on this Celtics team. Porzingis, top of that list. Derek White, pretty damn close to the top of that list. Jalen Brown's right there, right? 13 points tonight, which already not enough, but the shooting is just abysmal. Six of 19 from the field, one of nine from three. Horrible, horrible efficiency. Jason Tatum, not much better, right? We'll talk about him, but at least Jason Tatum went out, rebounded the ball well, moved the ball well. Jalen Brown offensively was kind of a negative tonight. Like he wasn't good at all. And that part's super frustrating because we know what he's capable of. There were a couple of plays today. He had excellent shots. Like I'm not even I'm not even knocking him on shot selection. The shots are solid. There was one one shot the entire game that I think was unwarranted. It was a pull up three that he was pretty heavily contested. He just kind of was eyeing down his man, decided to pull the three. Probably not a good shot, right? Everything else he took tonight is a shot that he's hitting nine times out of ten, but nothing was falling in this one. You don't like to see that, especially in a game against Denver, who you need everything against. Jason Tatum, I don't like his shot selection. 
I've said it a million times. Jason Tatum still impacted the game. He played better than Jalen Brown in this one, without a doubt. However, the shot selection is just horrible. There is, There are not a lot of things that I hate about this team. They, they are just so much fun to watch 95% of the time. There are things that happen that are maddening. There are always going to be issues. That's why there's typically two segments, the good and the bad, right? Jason Tatum just is obsessed with that step back three, and he has to hit it at a 15% clip. It is mind-blowing that the dude consistently relies on that shot, and it happens over and over, at least twice a game. Every single quarter, I'm just sitting here scratching my head wondering when it's coming, and it happens at least two quarters per game. He, he's always ending up with the ball at the end of the quarter, end of the shot clock, and that's the shot he pulls off, and he misses all the time. It's horrible. I will say this. I will give Joe Mazzulla some credit for calling timeout with 17 seconds left, give it, drawing up a play. It all went to shit real quick. Denver, give them a lot of credit for defending that well. They stuck on every guy. Nobody could get loose. Joe Mazzulla calls another timeout with five seconds left. He noticed, he realized that the play was going absolutely nowhere, called another timeout, and drew something else up. The shot at the end of regulation is what I would like to see more of from Jason Tatum. I don't want to see the fadeaway three, sidestep three. I don't like that shot. The shot at end of regulation today was fine. Get him in the post. Hit him with a fadeaway there. He's good hitting that shot. The sidestep fadeaway three is not a good shot. What we saw today after Joe called the second time up and drew it up this way, that's a good shot attempt. Again, didn't hit it, so people are still going to complain about it. It is what it is. These are the types of shots that you want to hit, but these are the shots that you want to be taking. So at some point, you're going to miss some of these shots. Nobody shoots 100% from any point of the floor. You're going to hit shots. You're going to miss shots, and that's fine. As long as you're playing the game the right way, and that is something that Joe Mazzulla has talked about so many times. It's something that you hear constantly being preached by the guys in this locker room, and that's the important piece. We need to see less of the sidestep fadeaway threes and more of Jason Tatum in the post. If they're dead set on seeing Jason Tatum take the last shot, these are the types of shots that you need him taking. Would I be happier with a guy like Derek White having the ball in his hands and either creating a shot for himself or finding someone else? Yes. But when you're down to four and a half seconds on the shot clock, you need a guy like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown to hit that type of shot. So tough way to lose the game, uh, but it is what it is. Celtics, 32 and 10, still best record in the NBA, 20 and one at home. The historic run is now over. Extremely frustrating. Uh, But really, this game came down to second chance points for the Nuggets. You know, as good as the Celtics were, rebounding the ball offensively, we had 12. The Denver Nuggets did a really good job of it. And honestly, their 10 were more impactful than our 12. Because frankly, there were two different possessions where we had at least three offensive rebounds in each possession. 
So half of our 12 offensive rebounds came over the course of two possessions and amounted to zero points. Denver rebounded the ball well. 10 offensive rebounds, and they were constantly leading the second-chance points. I think they ended the game with either 15 or 17 second-chance points. So give the Nuggets some credit. Give Jokic some credit. Give Jamal Murray some credit. I talked about Jokic's efficiency. Uh, Jamal Murray technically was even more efficient. Murray scored 35 points on 21 field goal attempts. Jokic scored 34 on 22. Again, not a drastic difference, but Jamal Murray horsed the Celtics in this one. And it wasn't, again, I don't even think it was really lack of defense on him. He just hit some insane shots. And same with Jokic. I think one of the things that the Celtics did pretty well was shut everybody else down. But those two guys in particular destroyed us. Aaron Gordon, 42 minutes, six shot attempts. That's it. Six shot attempts. Missed every single one of them. Yo, Michael Porter Jr., another guy, gets out in transition constantly. Good score for this team. 13 points. Again, similar to what we saw with Jason Tatum, right? Held him under his season average. Caldwell Pope, five points. Watson was the, the next highest guy at nine, right? Like, the Celtics did a good job of shutting most of the team down. Again, we held the Denver Nuggets to 102 points. Defensively, it wasn't a horrible game. Offensively, you need to be better. You need to score more than 100. You need to score more than 39 points in the second half, right? It's not enough. So that's where the Celtics lost this game. I don't want to continue to dwell on it. It sucks, but at this point, you have to move forward. Celtics, I don't know, go on a bit of a road stretch here. Uh, Face the Rockets on Sunday. At seven, uh, Mavs on Monday, and then have a couple days off playing at Miami after that. So three straight games on the road. Fortunately, a little bit of a break after their back-to-back, but it's another back-to-back for the Celtics, both on the road. So you got to travel. Less than ideal. Uh, So this is a tough stretch of basketball for the Celtics team. Obviously today tough game but Celtics still have a three and a half game lead over Milwaukee four game lead over Philly they're in a pretty good spot as far as the standings are concerned so they got to bounce back two more games on the road you know again obviously Rockets not a great team Mavericks they're playing pretty well right now so it's still the second night of a back-to-back it's going to be tough no matter who it is Right, Celtics need to take care of business against the Rockets early. Get those starters some time to relax. Now, that's where we're going to wrap things up. Tough loss against Denver at home. Home street, home streak is officially over. Uh, that's it. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, and make sure to share the podcast with a friend. If you know someone, huge Celtics fan, tell them to give it a listen. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon.